This episode of Sorry Right Number is sponsored by Yummy Yeti. That's Y-U-M-M-I-Y-E-T-T-I. If you're a snack fiend and you love snacks, check out YummyYeti.com. Snack locally. I'm Damon. And I'm Audra. And we are Sorry Right Number. All right. Tonight's episode um, this came out November 23rd, 1986. Baker's Dozen. Season, I'm sorry, season three, episode nine. Baker's Dozen. Okay. Let's, let me read the synopsis of this turd. And then we can get right on it. Get right on it. Oh, that did not, of all the ones that have not aged well. Yeah, this one's just bad. Elderly cookie baker, Ruby Cousins, teams up with executive Henry Hogan, ad executive Henry Hogan, to profit from her baking skills with a plan that includes greed, spousal abuse, and voodoo. Okay, so this one... (laughs) appropriation <laughs> uh, this one uh, is just it's just very cringy uh, her, her bad Jamaican accent and uh, just her sniveling old bad voodoo Jamaican trope you know yeah and her bad she's made Miss Cleo sound good you know yeah so it opens with this sniveling guy basically an abused uh, husband who's under the thumb of his uh, very overbearing wife, uh, Mabel, not Mabel, um, Ruby. Ruby. And uh, he's kept, he keeps saying, this isn't natural, this isn't natural. And well, there's jazz music playing in the background. Yeah, they're in a, they're in a bakery. Um, a guy, ad exe- you know, ad executive comes in. He's a regular. Uh, he loves her cookies, but I guess he's deciding he's going to branch out, and he makes her a proposition that he wants to uh, he wants to her to work exclusively with him as an you know, and he has this plan to make her all this money with her cookies, and because they're so good, and he they're knows special. Yeah, they're special. He kept saying that, and she's basically putting some voodoo in the cookie dough to make as one does um actually it's not voodoo and they like the fact is is like i am not a voodoo practitioner but i know people who are and the way they have represented voodoo is just like offensive 
nowadays, okay? But yeah, when you, you, you remember the cookies I used to make you? They were witchied up. <laughs> well, As one another, I didn't feel any uh, special powers. I just enjoyed them when I ate them, and then that was over. When, they, when the cookie was done, so was the, you know, <laughs> didn't have any power over me. But, uh, but basically, we're talking about uh, uh, cookies with a little uh, uh, hoodoo on them. It keeps people coming back and buying more and more. And uh, she's real overbearing. And he, she decided they decided to go into bed together on you know the proverbial bed together to do business together. But like she keeps her husband under her thumb and uh, she's he just works and cries basically all day and uh and he's a drunk yep and yep. at the end of the every night she turns him into a she calls him a kitchen rat yeah at the end of the night she uses her cookie dough to turn him into a rat every every you know but with every dozen of cookies she puts in a a, a baker's dozen so it, for people who don't know i mean how would you not know if you been alive and an adult but a baker dozen is actually 13 cookies because when bakers make a bunch of cookies they make a third you know a dozen but when they, they always make a 13th to the you know as a backup for any that don't turn out you know for that one that doesn't turn out you have that extra one to trade out but she gives you a gingerbread cookie with her dozen cookies at least with this guy and he can pretty much use it on anyone he wants to use it on and it was weird it didn't really explain that that's what was happening because he didn't seem to know right away so he gets home he gets home and his wife is like you've been out all night you've been cheating and he's like no i was at a business meeting which he actually was he probably is cheating but he actually was um at a business meeting trying to you know doing his pitch to miss uh, cousins and he's just tells as soon as he gets home he's, she's like she starts in you know well you don't love me you don't this you don't that and he starts uh, he just tells her to go to bed he's going to eat this gingerbread cookie but he dips it in the hot uh, tea and she's like she's like uh, screams and he realizes that it's like uh, you know the gingerbread man in the dozen cookies is like a, like a voodoo doll because it was funny because he kept sticking it in the he kept sticking the cookie in the hot tea and hearing her scream. He starts laughing maniacally. It was so silly. Well, basically what the deal is, is he was given 12 of those. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. He wasn't given 13 of them. He was given 12 of them. And yeah, yeah he discovered that cookie was a quasi-voodoo doll and tortured his wife into submission with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know sadistically tortured his wife with submission that was entertaining by the way we did not mention that this is what's his face from um magnum pi oh yeah he was um he was larry yeah and uh the the miss cousins she was mabel king mabel king uh for people who remember like early 80s late 70s tv she was the mom from what's happening happening yeah she was also uh steve martin's mother and the jerk 
She was also the evil queen in The Wiz. Mm -hmm. She was also uh, Grandma in Stooged. Yeah. Scrooged. Scrooged. And, uh, oh gosh, what was the other movie I remember from? What's that? She'd been in everything. She's been in a lot of stuff. She's on the Jeff, few episodes of the Jeffersons. She also do like Broadway theater too at some point. Yeah. You know. She's on that TV show Wiz Kids that was kind of like, uh, you know, they were like, like hacker kids, early 80s, you know, back when they thought computers were magic. <laughs> <laughs> of course, she was of that, you know, she was a TV star. She wasn't big in movies. She had done movies, but she was more of a TV star. Uh, she was a regular on the Gong Show. Oh, God, that was, that uh, was fucking chaos when we were kids. Uh, she, you know, as a lot of TV stars of the late 70s, she was on a couple episodes of Fantasy Island. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's got a big, she's got a big, uh, well, she died in 99. She wasn't very old either. She was only 66. That is young. But she was heavy her whole life. Yeah. So that's probably a, what did her in. A big, a big woman. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. Someone I would have loved to, I would have taken her cookies. <laughs> well, you would have got a. But he uses those cookies to take down this competition, and and uh, and they both manage to get rich in that shorter period of time. He goes back to get more cookies. She um, trying to extort the cookies from her. Well, kind of, because I don't think he tried to extort. I, I didn't get that impression. I got he's like impression that he figured he figured out what they were doing, and he thought he. He thought she didn't know. She basically told him, "You'll get your cookies, but uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna you know rearrange this deal, right. basically, basically, which he agreed to." And then he leaves, but the uh, her husband, who she just turns into a rat every day, and he just pretty much she just sweeps and cries uh, every scene. That's he sweeps, uh, cries, and he drinks. <laughs> he's traumatized. Yeah, or, you know, been under her spell and foot for most of his life. Probably, yeah. So uh, she goes to leave. Uh, he or he leaves, and uh, you know he goes back. Uh, he he goes back to do whatever he's going to do. Anyway, the husband's like crying and carrying on, and she goes. Um, turns out that. Uh, her husband kept a cookie behind because she goes to turn him into a rat and and she immediately starts feeling pain and and, and like uh, keeling over and calling him and then you make, you know the camera pans over he's a rat but he's also eating that 13th cookie yeah so he eats her alive and uh, you know justice is served a beep ending you know yeah it was very silly but you know yeah it was what it was uh i have zero interest in revisiting this it was (laughs) it was uh it was dumb and uh yeah and kind of racist yeah but you got the race that you're kind of uh stereotyping to be involved which even makes it a a little worse (laughs) yeah but uh 
It was just, you know, it was a typical cringy episode. But it was only, this one was a little shorter than the other ones. They generally about 25 minutes. This one was only 22 minutes. So that's a little less. <laughs> that, that, that's good, I guess. Sadly, this one and the next one that we're going to review were two that I can say, oh, while I was watching them. I remember parts of these. <laughs> yeah, this one I don't remember. I mean, well, I'll, we'll, we'll do some that I I was like, oh, yeah, it'll hit me. It was like, oh, I remember this one, or I remember this one completely. This one I didn't remember much. I recognize the people in it. I just didn't right. re- re- I didn't reckon, I don't remember this story. We'll see a lot of the earlier ones um, we did, like the last two seasons, I was like this. That's why I say this is one of the few ones that I remember. So this means, what year did this come out again? This came out in 1986, November 23rd, 1986. So this is when I'm too cool to go to the skating rink, you see? Mm. So if I didn't have a friend to go cruise Maine with, all four blocks of it, um, I would have been home actually watching this on a Friday night. Uh, you're too cool, too, too cool for the skating rink so you're probably driving around and whoring it up right well <laughs> whoring it up but i i was definitely had less clothing on than i knew how to handle uh, <laughs> knew it but even so like my mom like my first mini skirt was like what is considered normal mini skirt length now and she was just like mm. <laughs> <laughs> not like I mean it was literally like you know two inches above my knee <laughs> you know jeez so but scandalous what else was going on in the world well well if you were born on November 23rd 1986 which was a Sunday apparently uh, your zodiac sign was a Sagittarius uh, you would have been alive exactly 35 years, 3 months, 19 days, 2 hours, and 47 minutes. Wow. As of today. Um, You would have been alive 423 months. And uh, your next birthday will be 254 days away. You're just just... kidding me that if I had had a kid at 15. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. See? See what could have been. What could... But I'm so glad wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on this day, uh, this week, uh, the movies that were out in theaters, I'm just going to name the ones of note because these are a couple that I don't know anything about. Uh, Jock of the Bushfield, never heard of it. No. But the one that does stick out uh, is Heartbreak Ridge debuted oh. that week. Yeah. But, uh, I won movie. That was a movie. Cleanest one movie I really liked. Uh, I remember he was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was uh, one of the debuts of um, what's his name? Oh, what is his name? Mario Van Peoples. Oh yeah. Those are the. Who's the other name? Well, other. other... Sadly, never lived up to it. Well, he did, and he didn't. I mean, he peaked. I mean, he's done quite. He's done more. He's. He had a few really big movies in the late 90s. Right. Or, I'm sorry, the early 90s. Early 90s. He's never stopped making movies. I mean, he's still directing now. I mean, his father was legendary uh, independent filmmaker. He's the son of a legendary independent filmmaker. 
Melvin just, Van Peoples, who just died last year. He just didn't pick his roles very well in the early in the mid nineties. Well, yeah, I think in the early to mid nineties, he was because uh, he was an actor that turned to directing mm-hmm. and then writing and directing. I think in the early aughts, after that movie he did, what was that movie? A solo? No, not solo. Oh, hold on. I have to look it up because it was this day. <laughs> yeah, Mario Van Peoples. Now he's he is. Um, that's something I did not know about Mario Van Peoples. Hmm. He was born in Mexico City. He's, no, I did not know that. Yeah, black man. His dad, you know. Pioneering independent director. Uh, his movie kind of kicked off black exploitation films, actually. Um, but Mario Van People, you know, he followed in his father's footsteps. He acted in 108 movies, directed 50. Dang. Yeah, in fact, uh, he does a lot of TV mm-hmm. right now. Um, but, uh, does a lot of biopics and you know he's he's steadily working. I mean he, he put out something as early he did he directed three episodes of the Wu Tang American Saga, which was like a fictionalized um All right. biopic. I hate we we got raining in, bro. Raining in, bro. All right, all right, all right. Turn, turn the ner- focus the nerd back to like what were the other movies? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that was it basically. Heartbreak oh. Ridge was, uh, but yeah, I was going on a, uh, I was doing film, I was doing a film, Down film the- his oh. film history of Mario Man Peoples. That's another podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the top five songs oh. in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, number five was Eddie Money, "Take Me Home Tonight." Oh. I hated that video. They played it to death on MTV back in the day. Yeah. Uh, bon Jovi is another one they played to death. You give I'm love a bad name. Not a Bon Jovi fan. Never was. It's so funny. In his early days, he was really, you know. In the they they kind of categorized Bon Jovi as metal, like light metal. Not, right. But I never was a fan. It was mostly like rock for girls. That's the way I always looked at it as a kid. That's why they called it glam rock. No, he wasn't glam. He wasn't glam. Hair band. Yeah, he was. They were a hair band, but they glam weren't glam. All glam. The ones that were wearing the the like the parachute or the yeah the skin spandex spandex yeah, they weren't really glam they were more like uh hair they're a hair a rock band but you know glam was more like poison uh, and yeah. uh what was that other one uh faster Rad. pussycat those guys guys that wore guy liner and, and like you look at like poison album look with a cat dragged in yeah it looked like four chicks on there it <laughs> did not look like dudes but uh, and he was big in the 80s, it was David Bowie was the one who did it best. Yeah, well, yeah, he did it in the 70s. Yep, he did it when it was, Bowie was when the, it was uh, you know, scandalous. Yeah, uh, Madonna number three with True Blue. Oh, yeah, Boston with Amanda. Oh, god, they overplayed that song. Yeah, and the Human League with Human. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, those are the top five uh, pop songs in the U.S. Um, that's all I got, really. 
other than that was a another disappointing Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was just not and not well done. No. Well, not at all. The next one is just goofy. So. Yeah. Yes, folks. We will see you next week with another shitastic episode. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>